Hi, girlies. Welcome back to another episode of the Globe Secrets Podcast. My name is Alicia Gogan, the host of the Globe Secrets Podcast, where I help you expand your mind and help you become more self-aware so that you can glow up into the best version of yourself. I feel like potentially I need to change that intro. I feel like I'm somebody who likes to change the vibe every other week, and I've been using that same intro for a while now. But you know what? Nevertheless, I'll figure that out on another day. Today, we're going to be talking about self-acceptance and self-love. And as the title says, can you love and accept yourself but still want to change? Let's talk about it, girlies. So let's quickly talk about the fact that self-acceptance has been a very big trending topic in the realm of self-love on TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. If you're on a journey of self-love, you've probably heard that you need to accept yourself. And I think a lot of us, and I used to be this way, think that self-acceptance is looking in the mirror and seeing all your flaws and forcing yourself to be okay with these flaws and not wanting to change them. And if you feel like you still want to change them, then you don't love yourself. And I don't believe that's the truth. I don't believe that you looking in the mirror and wanting to change things about you is not loving yourself. I think that you can love yourself and accept yourself and still want to change. So let's quickly talk about what the meaning of self-acceptance really means. And I got this from positivepsychology.com, I think, or psychologytoday.com. One of the two, okay? Just do a quick Google search and you'll see the definition. So I'm going to quickly just read it for you guys. And I think it's a really good definition. And then I'm going to expand on it. And then we're going to talk about how you can love yourself and self-accept and still want to improve. We're all about self-improvement and glowing up into the best version of ourselves on this podcast. So I think it's really important that we talk about this today. So on the website, it says, for an academic definition, we can turn to Margato and colleagues 2014 working definition. And this is what the definition of self-acceptance is. An individual's acceptance of all of his or her attributes, positive or negative. And then they go on to say, this definition emphasizes the importance of accepting all facets of self. It's not enough to simply embrace the good, valuable, or positive about yourself. To embody true self-acceptance, you must also embrace the less desirable, the negative, and the ugly parts of yourself. And I think that is so true. Self-acceptance is for you to decide to live in reality versus ignoring the fact that there's potential negative or there's potential things in your life or about yourself that could use some self improvement. But where I think a lot of people have a lot of resistance when it comes to self-acceptance, I get a lot of comments on my TikToks when I talk about this topic being like, I can't accept myself. Like I can't look in the mirror and love and celebrate all of the things that I literally haven't been liking forever. And I think this is where I got it wrong too. Back in the day, I thought that I had to celebrate and not improve the things that I knew I didn't like about myself 
because I thought that that's what self-accepting is. It's like you can't change anything about you or you don't accept yourself. That is not the case. But I think it's really important that we dive into the reason why we have so much resistance to even accepting any part of us that we think is flawed or that we don't like to begin with. So let's use the example of being overweight. When you hear self-acceptance and you hear people say you have to accept the fact that you're overweight, you might have a lot of resistance to that because you might look in the mirror and be like, I don't see any positive aspects about the fact that I'm overweight right now. And you might have a lot of resistance to trying to even accept that because in your mind, you might think, well, if I accept the fact that I'm overweight, that means I can't change that. And if I do try and change that, I'm coming from a place of self-hate. And if I accept the fact that I'm overweight, that has a lot of negative consequences in my life. That means that I probably will never feel confident in my body and that I might not ever feel accepted in society and that I might not ever feel the freedom to wear the clothes that I really want to be wearing that I see all of my other friends wearing. Like there's so many reasons in which it's normal for you to not want to accept the fact that you're not where you want to be. And this is what I always say is self-acceptance is literally just accepting the fact that you are not where you want to be right now. It's looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? I am overweight right now and I don't want to be like this. I'm going to accept the fact that this is my reality or whether that's your looks or something about your personality doesn't matter. I'm just using that as an example. But I think that we need to allow ourselves the part of us that truly is not okay with the fact that we are overweight or we have this flaw within us and just give it some space to not accept that. Because I feel like if you try and suppress the part of you that does not accept a part of you, it's just creating more misalignment within yourself. And I, and I don't think from a inner child healing perspective, that is a good thing to do. So I think it's valid when you look in the mirror and you see something that you don't like that telling yourself that you have to accept all of these things and not change them really threatens a lot of things for you. Like I had said, maybe acceptance from other people or feeling confident within yourself. Maybe it's the fact that if you feel like you can't change your body, then you might not be able to feel like you can step into your femininity more and your confidence and just being comfortable, like all of these things. And I think that, again, to force yourself to believe and accept every part of you and not change I think is very unrealistic. I know it would be nice for us to all sit here and be like, we should accept every part of us and we should not want to change anything and we should just be exactly who we are and whatever. But the truth is that's not, that's not reality. And plus we live in a society right now that there is a lot of things coming at us from different directions, whether that be social media, whether that be men or friends or whatever, whatever things that you're trying to fit into, you live in a society and it's going to be inevitable that you are going to want to fit in a certain way. Like you just are. And I'm not trying to push the fact that you should conform to society standards. I think that obviously there's a lot of danger to doing that. But at the end of the day, you're a social human being. And in order for you to feel like you're surviving and you're thriving in this world, it is going, you are going to want to feel like you are a part of something. And our looks do play a role in that. So I just don't think that it's 
I don't like how some women, like especially in the body positivity realm, I'm not saying they're all like this, but will shame somebody for wanting to change something about themselves and saying like, you just don't love yourself. And I think that there is definitely two ways in which you can go about self-improving. And I'm going to get into that. And I think that to self-improve from a place of self-love versus a place of hate will really help you be able to actually improve your life instead of you just yo-yoing and falling back to old ways and old patterns because it's a different type of energy that you're coming towards yourself with. So like I said, I think the first kind of understanding and step when it comes to self-acceptance is just taking an inventory of everything that you like and dislike about yourself and just accepting that this is where you're at right now. I have some extra pounds on myself. I am maybe not as toned as I'd like to be. My skin is not where I would like it to be. Uh, I'm not taking care of myself the way that I want to be. There's all of these little things that you probably know on a daily basis that you probably nitpick a lot about yourself. But it's to accept that that is you and that it's also okay that you have these flaws and you there's things about you that you're not happy about right now. It's not, again, you're not a bad person because you don't fully accept and love every part of you and don't want to change every part of you. Like, it's okay that you're like this right now. And I think that just by doing that and speaking those words, even myself speaking those words out loud, it makes myself feel so much more at, at ease and very calm and like... I am already sending love and compassion and acceptance to parts of me that I usually are looking in the mirror and saying you should change and I don't like the way that you are right now. Because once you come with this energy towards yourself of it's okay that you're overweight right now, but let's see how I could support you in this journey on getting healed and better and to a better state of homeostasis that type of energy is actually what's going to help you change, help the part of you that is overweight for whatever reason change. Because when you're in this clear head, this compassionate, loving part of yourself, towards yourself, you're going to be picking up on different diet regimens or workout regimens or just routines or whatever that actually support the part of you that needs this type of routine versus if you were to look at yourself in the mirror and be so pissed off at yourself that you are overweight right now and that you have been slacking and that, you know, maybe you had traumas in your childhood. You had all of these things that created your eating patterns because by the way, guys, you should just automatically or learn how to give yourself compassion because with every behavior that you don't want to be doing that you are doing there is a reason why you're doing these things and most likely it's a part of you that feels like it needs to protect you by eating candy or trying to regulate your nervous system by procrastinating and getting your mind off of things that might be hard for you to process emotionally or physically or things like that so really and truly send yourself compassion But I think it's important that you learn the difference between trying to change yourself out of a place of hate and punishment and out of a place of love and affection and acceptance. And this is what it would look like. Let's say, like I said, that you're overweight and that you hate yourself because you're overweight and you hate the fact that you've been overeating and you've been falling off or whatever. So what do you do? 
well, you're going to punish yourself now because you think that you deserve it because you've been such a bad person and you just can't do anything right and everyone can do everything right and you can't. So tomorrow you're going to go on a strict keto diet and you're going to do that for 30 days and you're going to do workouts five days a week and you're going to do it like crazy hard and you think in your head, I'm going to get that body and I'm going to get that confidence and I'm going to get all the things that I have been wanting. But I'm going to do the hardest thing that I can because I have been messing up and I have not been doing anything good for my body. This is coming from a place of self-hate. You hate yourself so much that you are going to do the hardest thing possible to get the biggest change because you think that you need to change so much. But what ends up happening is you dread the process. You might wake up tomorrow and start your keto diet, but then you're going to be miserable. You're going to hate your workouts. You're not really going to feel motivated. You're going to literally feel like it's torture. And then what's going to happen is the parts of you that need that coping mechanism of overeating and eating candy and all of that kind of stuff is going to override your actions and you're going to fall off. I'm putting quotations over fall off, but that's going to be your cycle. And that was my cycle for so many years when I, especially when it came to weight loss, because I hated my body because it didn't look like a lot of girls bodies on Instagram at the time. And I punished myself so deeply. And in doing that, I was in a cycle of really hard workouts, really hard dieting, and then falling off because it was so unsustainable. And then also I started to gain this voice in my head of you literally can't do anything right because you keep falling off. And that was the pattern for years. And it was all out of a place of hate, self-hate. I never worked out because I wanted to support my body physically and mentally and I wanted to move slowly and I wanted to work on my mobility and I wanted to just be healthy for myself. I never did that. I never came with that type of energy towards myself, nor for dieting as well. It was literally like I'm eating healthy just so I can change my body so I can get acceptance because how, I'm, how I am right now, nobody can accept me and love me and I don't even accept me and love me right now. Like it was just a lot of self-hate. And let's flip the script a little bit. If you came from a place of self-love and self-acceptance when it came to self-improving, let's say losing weight, you would most likely first try to understand what got you to this state of being overweight or whatever behavior that you're doing in the first place. I think that is like the biggest step. And that's when you know you're doing something out of self-love and compassion and acceptance versus just hate and punishment is that you are actually first, before you even try and change something about yourself, you're going to understand and you're going to do some research and a little bit of inventory as to why am I like this in the first place? Why am I emotionally eating every other day in the first place? Or why is it that I'm neglecting my skin or my hygiene habits or any type of habit that I know in my mind that I want to be doing, but I'm not doing? Why am I doing that? Again, there's always going to be a root cause. There's always going to be a reason why you're doing this. And then understanding like, why do I hate myself so much for not doing these things? Well, probably because everyone else in society is doing it and I'm not, or I'm seeing everyone on social media look this way and I'm not like just being very, very aware of your influences. And also again, why you're doing the things you're doing in the first place to get a full picture of the things that you would need 
and don't need to be doing in order to improve yourself in the first place. I think that is the most self-loving thing you could do. And that doesn't take an actual, it doesn't really take much for you to do that. Like it just takes you sitting down and journaling, like where did this thing come from in the first place? And who made me potentially believe this about myself? Or why do I believe this thing about myself? And is it really that bad? And, and what does it mean for me to actually change this belief about myself? So I think that is the first step in terms of actually self-improving when it comes to realizing that there's things about yourself that you accept that this is your reality, but you still would like to change it. And when that happens, you start to see, like I said, a full picture of what it is that you need, not what somebody else is telling you on social media that you need to do, which is a a 10-day celery juice detox so that you can look like this girl on Instagram with all the abs and then you're going to get all the attention from the guys. No. What you are going to do for your body is you're going to wake up and you're going to just have one glass of water because that is what you haven't been having. Just one glass of water. And then instead of even spending a bunch of money and going to the gym and and hiring all of these people to support you when you don't even have the money, you're going to go on a daily walk and you're going to listen to a podcast that you want to listen to, not what somebody else is telling you to listen to, what you want to listen to. And you're going to get very curious and you're going to start to listen to your body and see what your body wants. When you wake up in the morning, do you really feel the desire and the pull to go to the gym and stress your body out for two hours because you see girls on social media doing that? Or do you feel more of a pull to get yourself up, to have a glass of water, to either do an at-home workout or go outside and just do a nice little 10-minute walk because you haven't even done that for yourself in like three years? What is it that you need? I think that especially being in the realm of self-improvement and glowing up into the best version of ourselves. And I know this because it used to be me. And also I see this a lot in my comments. Anytime that I touch on a topic of health and wellness, if any type of routine or food or anything like that, I get that we want inspiration. We, we need some guidance, but sometimes you end up following routines and other people's routines really that are really not meant for you in the first place. And again, that takes you away from listening to what your body needs and the type of foods that you like and that you want. And it takes you kind of away from building self-trust within yourself because you're kind of following everyone else. And again, it's not bad that you get inspiration and motivation and all of this kind of stuff, tips and tricks and things like that. But it's to really... Take some inventory of what it is that you truly need. Like, let me give you an example. For me personally, when I started to realize like just how unhealthy my relationship with food was and realizing where that all began. And also, if you want to hear about that story, you can go back to episode eight of the Glow Up Secrets podcast. And the title is How I Stopped Binge Eating Through Self-Love and Acceptance. I think this is, that's actually a very good episode for you to listen to if you're really interested in this topic. But I started to realize that I can't count calories and count macros and count, 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 count and do all these things when it came to getting myself and improving myself in health and wellness. I couldn't do that because of my past. And if you don't know your past and you don't know your patterns 
you're going to be following any new trend on the internet. And trust me, there will never be a shortage of trends when it comes to detoxes and diets. And again, I'm not villainizing every single one. There's going to be one that probably works for you, but it's to know what you truly need for yourself. And when I decided like I am going to consciously choose not to count calories and macros, I feel so much love and compassion in just deciding that I am not going to go down that road because I know myself and I know what I need and that is not what I need. Like just things like that. You might not be able to conceptualize that until you actually start to make these subtle decisions for yourself. But when you do, I'm telling you, you will start to feel more empowered. You'll start to feel more self-love within yourself. And even when it comes to workouts, like I'm in a period of my life where I'm not going to go to the gym for an hour or two and rigorously do weightlifting and stress out my body because that's just not what my body needs right now. And every time that I say that out loud or I think about that, I I don't get down on myself. I don't tell myself, oh, you're just lazy and you're not putting in work like everyone else. No, I'm stepping up for myself and what I need. And what I need is more slow pace movement from home or outside in nature. And that is okay. And that is self-loving. Or when it even comes to goals of mine, I know how I used to be with goals and how I used to set them versus how I need to set them now for me to actually feel like I'm on track and also that I'm not overwhelming myself. But again, I wouldn't be able to choose these things for myself if I didn't realize what my old patterns were to begin with and what I truly need for myself. So again, those are just some quick little examples, but doing those little small things within your day is sending self love and compassion and acceptance to yourself. So here's a little practice that you can do if you're just on this self-acceptance and trying to figure out what it is that you need and trying to improve yourself while loving yourself, all of this kind of stuff. I would say the first thing that you should do is to write out all the things that you don't like or accept about yourself. Just this is, again, this is the fact that you are deciding to live in your reality. Like you are going to look in the mirror and you're going to, and this is not to like point out and get mad or judge yourself. You do not, do not judge yourself, please. This is just a non-judgmental inventory of everything that you currently are telling yourself in your head or you think out loud or you think in your head, whatever, that you don't like about yourself. And you can also write things that you do like about yourself as well. But writing out all the things that you don't necessarily accept or like about yourself. And then the second step would be to write out where you learned to hate these things about yourself and really take some time doing this. Again, this is something that is so important before you even try and change your weight or your hair or your skin or anything because you know what's going to happen when you write out where you first learned to hate these things about yourself is that you might not even want to change some of these things about yourself anymore. And again, some things you might want to change and some things you might not want to change. But let's say you hate your natural hair and you're always trying to change it. And then you realize that you grew up around people who just never had that same type of hair. And that if you were to grow up in a different environment around different people that had the same type of hair as you, Literally, everyone would uplift and obsess about your hair. If that was your reality 
from childhood. Would you still want to change your hair now? Absolutely not. You would be embracing it. And that is, again, not to mean that like you can go back and change your childhood, like that's what it is, but just to realize that you don't actually really need to change your hair. You could also just put yourself in places and surround yourself with people that would accept how your hair looks and love it and acknowledge it and whatever the case is. And again, this is very appearance-based that I'm talking about right now. It's not that deep for everyone to accept you and love you and whatever. Like at the end of the day, like you're going to be around a lot of people who have different preferences, preferences, but I'm just saying that. And, and that was more of a personal experience. I grew up around people who did not have the same hair as me and I hated it. And I still work with the parts of me that had been conditioned to truly hate my hair. And now I'm at a point where because I decided to accept my hair, I take so much better care of my natural curly hair. There are days that I wear wigs or that I wear hair pieces, but then there's days that I let my hair out naturally. And it's a balance and it's a relationship and it's a love for myself versus just completely hating on the fact that I have this type of hair. It's accepting the fact that I have natural hair and there's nothing that I can do about that, like natural curly hair and that I can't change that. And how am I going to integrate this part of me into my life more? And that was something that took me a long time, but I come from a place of love and acceptance now instead of hate because coming from a place of hate would be me wearing a wig every single day, no matter what, and never allowing my hair to come out and be shown to the world. I don't do that anymore. So you will start to notice subtle changes within yourself once you start to accept yourself. And like I said, there might be things that you might not even want to change after you realize why you started to hate them in the first place. And even with my body as well now too, like I realized that the people that I was looking on social media or the people that were around me, like these were people who had really fit bodies and they were celebrated for that. Do I care about the way my body looks? Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a woman. I do care about what my body looks like. Do I care as much as I used to? No, because it's not that deep. Like truly it's not. Do I have to have six pack abs? Do I have to have the biggest ass? Do I have to have the most toned legs? No, I don't. I'm going to take care of my body and my body is going to look the way that it looks, but I'm not obsessing over these things and trying to change myself out of a place of, I hate you. You absolutely need to change. And when I had that type of energy, girlies. I haven't been to the gym, like an actual like gym in so long, in so many years, like maybe like three or four years it's been since I've actually been in the gym training consistently. Now I work out and I just basically retired from being a personal trainer as one of my job descriptions, but I do the least amount of work and my body looks the best it's ever looked because I love my body and I've accepted it and I do the things that it needs versus forcing myself to do the things that I think I should do. So after you try to understand why you hate these parts of you and where this came from, you can ask yourself or you can write down, what is the most loving thing that I can do to support the part of me that I have been hating on? So... I've given you some examples already in this podcast episode, but like with weight loss, okay, you definitely acknowledge that there's a part of you that wants to lose some weight and you're accepting that and 
you've realized that, yes, there's a part of me that wants to feel acknowledged and accepted in society, but I also want to do this for my own health. What is the most loving thing that you could do for yourself then? Is it to do strenuous workouts that you're going to hate out of self-hate? Or is it going to be small little micro improvements throughout your day that's sustainable that will over time keep you in a healthy homeostasis? What is it? So again, some of the things that I did for myself was for, I never really had to lose weight, but I just used that term. But I, I started doing daily walks instead of stressing myself out about going to the gym or not going to the gym. I started to pay attention to how my body felt when I would eat foods and start to intuitively eat versus forcing myself to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and meal prep, and this, that, all the time. I stopped doing that. When it came to my hair, how could I spend time caring for my hair? I There was a lot of reasons why I didn't like my natural hair. A lot of it was the fact that nobody else had that type of hair, and it wasn't really being celebrated. But also, like I didn't really know how to style my hair. I wasn't really taking as good care of my hair as I could have. I was straightening it a lot. I was, I like I just wasn't. I didn't have. I didn't get proper cuts. My I wasn't using proper curl conditioner. Like all of these things that I just was not supporting my hair for. So like, what was the most loving thing that I could do for my hair? Every Sunday, doing a hair mask and brushing it out and getting quarterly haircuts, like all of these little things that I knew that I could do that would be the most self-loving thing that I could do for this part of myself. Also, for my skin, what is the most self-loving thing that I could do for my skin? Well, first it was to understand why potentially my skin was breaking out in the first place, and then what are some of the things, small little things in my day that I could do to support my skin health. So I think it's important that you try and find the smallest sustainable thing that you could do That is the most self-loving thing you could do for the part of you that you want to improve. Sending the energy of love and healing and support to these parts of you that you have been neglecting and hating on, that is true self-love and acceptance. But again, acceptance is just accepting where 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 you're not at yet. That's really it. Don't be afraid of thinking that if you self-accept, you can't self-improve. You can absolutely do both, but it's really, really important that you work on your self-improvement from a place of self-love. So I hope that kind of made sense to you guys. I could talk on this topic so much. I probably will when it comes to my TikTok and Instagram more. If you guys want me to go in further detail about any of the things that I talked about in today's episode, please DM me and let me know. You guys know I'm all about the DMs on Instagram, the glow up secrets on Instagram and on TikTok, where we can have a conversation and discuss further about some of the things that I've talked about in this podcast episode or any other of the episodes. Again, go listen to episode eight if you really want to hear like my process on how I stopped binge eating through self-love and acceptance. I, I go in much deeper detail there. I think that's very, very helpful for anyone who is struggling with accepting but wanting to self-improve. I think it's important for us to truly realize and live in reality that there are always probably going to be things about you that you don't necessarily obsess over or want to celebrate. And some of those things you either can change, even if you can't change them, 
that's fine as well. But the things that you can change, I don't think that you should feel bad about wanting to change them. It's just the energy in which you come to wanting to change them does matter for yourself. It's really, really important that if you want to be on a self-love journey, that when you're doing this self-improvement, that you improve from a place of self-love and acceptance and not from a place of punishment and self-hate because what ends up happening if of course it's detrimental for your inner child and just yourself in general but what ends up happening guys is and you're gonna know this instantly is that when you're coming from a place of self-improvement from punishment and hate and not acceptance is you end up falling off the wagon after like a week or two. You do like the routines and the things that you're telling yourself that you're doing are so misaligned and they so are not sustainable and don't work that you're just going to be falling off again. And then what ends up happening is you get in a cycle and then you start to hate on yourself more because you're falling off the things that you told yourself that you should be on. And it's just a whole mess and you're just very not aligned. So I think, again, it's important that you send yourself love and compassion and what is the things that I can do for myself that is the most supporting and loving you deserve a lot of support and love from yourself and from others around you and it's okay that you want to self-improve there are there's going to be a lot of parts of us that need self-improvement okay we learn from a very young age a lot of behaviors that we still carry on to in our adulthood that we don't want to be carrying on to anymore we don't our inner childs are stuck sometimes they're very much so stuck in the past thinking that eating candy and emotionally suppressing our emotions is the way to go to to protect ourselves and that's not the case anymore but we have to teach ourselves that it's okay to change from a place of love. So I hope this episode resonated with you. Again, if it did, please screenshot and share with me on Instagram on your stories. That'd be amazing. And yeah, I will talk to you girlies in the next episode next Thursday. I love you guys so much and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.